Hello, everybody. Welcome to another um, verbal read-along of Plus Heart. Uh, this is going to be an interesting one, mostly just because um, starting today, or well, starting this week, I'm actually like having producing this with the also added intention of having it be good for like Spotify and, and iTunes and stuff because we've got Plus Heart stuff uh, on those platforms now as podcasts. You can check out linktree.com or linktr.ee slash plus heart in order to see where you can find these things on like Spotify and like I said, Apple podcasts and pocket casts and other nice platforms for podcasts. Um, I actually got this issue out on Wednesday. Like I planned it's 20 minutes until midnight, but that still counts. Um, we're going to be reading this out and yeah, basically I've had this, this idea kicking around in my head for a while and I'm happy I finally got it out. Plus art issue 23, I, I don't have a subtitle for this one quite yet, but I will have one by Friday. I've been keeping this subject in my back pocket, but the longer that time goes, the longer that time goes, oh god, it's already bad. Um, I've been keeping this subject in my back pocket, but the longer the time goes on, uh, the more I, it seems to want to burst out. So we're going to write about it this week, mostly just because it's front of mind due to some crypto weirdness in my timeline. Watching the Dota Major also makes me think about crypto because of how often uh, companies sponsor events, teams, and other initiatives. The idea of NFT crypto sponsorships being everywhere is similar to why we need so many weed stores. Uh, sorry, is similar to why so many weed stores are currently open in Canada. If a brand gets big enough early enough, it becomes a dominant force that's hard to dislodge. I've seen multiple different franchises open and mostly close because of this. It's that operate at a loss until we make it or the money runs out mentality that enables it. But what about smaller projects? What about the initiatives that seemingly have no real reason to exist or even make profit? These shit coins or meme coins didn't make much sense to me until I literally Googled what affects Dogecoin prices and got a Reddit thread that explained it quite well. To people, the investment in these projects are all about utility and value, but are somewhat holistic. Um, sorry. To people, the investment in these projects are about utility and value, but are a somewhat holistic gamble on the community that's formed around the product. For Dogecoin, the value that the community provides to people are the memes, user-generated content, and the entertainment that would not continue if Dogecoin didn't exist. By investing into Dogecoin, they are expressing confidence and value into the community that Dogecoin provides, which is uh, which then introduces more traditional market forces, prices going up and down, that other people interact with. I found this fascinating because it seems almost spiritual, like it feels different from what crypto usually disappoints me with. The only dis uh, discussion around crypto projects seems to be at the, about the monetary value of the coin, not its practical application. Because of this, the coin never does anything interesting beyond generate income for people, and people don't produce anything valuable from a sense of altruism or community. It's all just money-minded. I think crypto and esports has a problem because uh, it seems to have speed-ran the, the path from new novelty to I am tired of this and have no goodwill towards the concept with fans. It makes me think about Counter-Strike Global Offensive when it shows up in my Twitter Explore tab. The main tweets I see about are gambling, skin giveaways, and uh, skin giveaways to juice follower counts and gambling with skins with those things being the default narrative it becomes hard for me to get into cs it isn't about the game only what people can do on a profit level i'm going to say like profit generation level this extends to streaming as well i've seen some i've seen some streamers basically treat their audiences like atms but also turn the narrative about them and what they're doing into how well the stream is doing i need to rewrite that 
basically basically it's like if all you're hearing about is the streamer talking about how well or badly the stream is doing that kind of information rarely has any value for the fan that's already in the stream mostly because they don't really stand to gain or lose anything the product is already bad and the product won't get any better um, if the streamer gets more viewers the streamer will just have more people to try to squeeze money from and the experience arguably gets worse these two examples combine when streamers tried or still try to mint their own coins that could be used for premium experiences. The idea of some fan trying to day trade to optimize a streamer's coin became laughable for me because it'd be rare that these things had enough scale to justify the effort. Like Ubisoft or GameStop's NFT markets, there's this feeling of if it's going to be successful, it's going to happen because of, the re- because of reasons antithetical to the nature of community. It feels like that classic thought of if it gets too big, it's going to sell out and become lame, even when we're talking about Dogecoin. The sentiment I've seen from fans is that anything blockchain related is poison, even if it's funding the things that they like. I think that they might be understanding that to welcome the product means to welcome the type of people most likely looking to profit from it. Let me take that again. The sentiment I've seen from fans is that anything blockchain related is poison, even if it's funding the things that they like. I think that people might be understanding that to welcome the product means welcoming the type of people that are likely looking to profit from it. Those people aren't likely to be invested, no pun intended, in the community that wants authenticity, value, and entertainment. They're just going to be looking to use that community as a way to profit. Again, I think a lot of this cryptomania is coming from a place of desperation. People see it as a way of escaping the trappings of their current dependence on jobs and systems that they hate or which don't work for them. In a way, maybe that's why the gamble on small meme coins might feel like it's for more pure intentions, at least to start. If the community grows to a point that it gets lame, at least they'll be able to cash out and come out ahead. So that's a little bit of a short one, but I liked kind of how it came out. It didn't like overstay its welcome. Um, there's a bit of a housekeeping here. Like I said, I messed around with the sections of the newsletter on Substack in order to make it easier to upload audio interviews to platforms like Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Right now, Pulsart has two podcasts, technically. One that's audio interviews, and then one that's what you're listening to right now, which is like my audio realongs, extras, live editing, that kind of stuff. Um, you can find both links to these podcasts at link... If I go to linktree.com... Um, plus heart. Oh, okay. If you go to linktree.com and then go slash plus heart, it'll redirect to the linktree. Um, I know that's, I said earlier that it's like a .ee, but like verbally, it's a lot easier to say linktree.com. Um, you can go to linktree.com slash plus heart. And it's probably the easiest way to like see like the different platforms and stuff, because there's like buttons that'll take you to the Spotify and Apple podcasts and pocket casts um links instead of me having to like give those all out separately um i also had a productive evening of reworking the visual identity of the newsletter and i'm happy with really how it came out um a lot of that is going to be visible as i like change it in different places but yeah it's it's interesting to see how you like start a graphic like a logo or something like that and then it's like three or four like iterations or revamps later you're like man this is way more like professional way more like um adult way more like you know, how I'd like it to be. Um, so that's fun. I also launched or at least reserved a new use, uh, newsletter URL on Substack for a zine about sleep that I'd like to write. Um, I'd also like to put out a call for anyone who wants to contribute it to it as a volunteer because, like, you can you can very easily write posts for other Substacks if you are if you have, like, a, a single account. Like, if I wanted to write for another person's Substack, I'd be able to from, like, my account and then all the, like, byline and stuff would like, carry over. You can find it at snooze.substack.com. Um, I'm going to, I don't know, this is something I just like, I've had in my head for a little bit and I just kind of wanted to put it out into the world. So I'm going to throw it there and see what happens. 
I'm still streaming on Tuesdays uh, and Saturdays at 7 p.m. EST and 11 a.m. EST, respectively. Um, event notifications get posted on Discord, discord.onemoremat.com. And that's pretty much it. Um, I will talk to you guys next week. I've got a audio interview coming in next week. I want to try to do them every two weeks. Um, I've kind of like mowed through all the people that I want to like talk to in the initial bursts of like, hey, this could be a plus heart issue. So I'm going to see if I can like expand that a little bit and... I don't know if it'll be every two weeks, maybe it'll be like every week or, or three weeks or something like that. But I really like doing audio issues. They're really fun. They're really low maintenance. And um, yeah, now that they're like on subs or sorry, like on different podcast stuff, it's, um, I don't know, it's pretty convenient. I just need to like upload them to Substack and they get propagated. So thanks for listening. Like I said, I will be back next week with more Plus Art. Have a good one.